0: And welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly I'm Doug the Translator And this week we'll be going around the grounds to look at the results Do a cheeky review And also give you the biggest news in the rugby world from this week Welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly Like I said, I'm Doug the Translator And I try to trick you Uh... By using the button to make it sound like h is here but uh this week I'm riding solo uh it's been a very busy week we're getting to the pointy end of the season in the league one season so um yeah I'm uh doing this from home today so everyone who uh listens just to tune into h's silky silky voice I'm sorry I can keep, just keep pushing the say button for you if you want or there is it not yours. If you want, uh, but um yeah, otherwise H will be back next week, so if that's uh if you want that ASMR H sound, um yeah, sorry. Uh you have to wait till next week. Anyway, uh very, very big week of rugby that we've just had a lot of upsets, a lot of interesting scores. So did we want to go through those? But before I do Rugby news of the week. News of the week this week. Firstly, Hino announcing that they have cancelled or their remaining games, or they've forfeited all their remaining games that they had scheduled this season, including the relegation uh, games and the playoff games. So uh, basically means that they, if their program does start up again, which which are hopeful that it will, um, it will start in Div 3 next season. This following reports that in November in Beppu, they were in a bar where... Uh, Caused a scandal of smashing glasses and, uh, yeah, all sorts of, uh, mishaps. And also pretending to be another team, uh, when they got asked what kind of organization they are. So reason why it's come out three months after the fact is, uh, they obviously try to keep it, uh, quiet and they try to pay the bar or the bar asked them for money they paid and then the bar asked for more money. Um, and yeah, obviously, you know, weren't too keen on that, um, know, in the past have also had a player arrested for uh, suspicion of uh, cocaine use. Um, and when that happened, the league cancelled three matches, um, started educating all the teams on drug laws and things in uh, Japan. So, um, yeah, in Japan, it's very much if one person does something, then their whole organization, sometimes the whole league, like we've seen, um, has to take action or has to uh, take blame or share blame. It's um, Yeah was part of the japanese culture if somebody does something wrong then their boss um should have known better or should have taught them better or should not have hired them so um yeah for anyone i had a few messages asking why the whole team's being punished for a few people um i think that's part of it and also partly probably because it seems like you know we're you know trying to hide uh, this as well so might have been a bit different if maybe they uh announced it straight away um but yeah, so unfortunately, every team that was supposed to play Hino for the rest of the season, they won't have a game, but they'll get four points, uh, and a plus 14 on their, um, for and against. But obviously, every team is going to get there now. So it uh, doesn't make too much of a difference. Uh, Hino were fourth in the six team, they've two, uh, comp before this. So, um, yeah, it kind of just strengthens or, sl- solidifies the uh, top three even more the top three teams go up to a promotion relegation better with the bottom three teams of div one um and it also means uh one of the top one of the teams from div three will now automatically get promoted up to div one but again uh last year we had docomo who voluntarily went down to div three because they wanted to stay more kind of company based uh and less professional in their leading div three at the moment so i'm not sure if they're gonna forfeit rights to go up to div two again i'm not really sure what the goal is there but for the second year in a row we've had a team we've had a team relegate itself basically uh last year it was just due to funds or what they want to do with their rugby program and i guess uh yeah this year is just because of off-field behavior uh last year we also had Senex who uh, disbanded his team because it was no longer viable for them to uh keep a rugby program going as uh, so we've seen a few growing pains in the first few years of a uh, league one with teams companies i should say um finding it a little bit harder to uh pay for the rugby program is not as self-sustainable as uh, most teams will want at the moment and the difference between top league and league one is every home game is run by uh, the home team now so they have to pay for the uh, stadium and everything that's happening in the stadium where in the past that was all done by uh, league one and the teams basically bought tickets uh to their own home game uh essentially so um yeah i think uh the teams are just working out how to uh, be more self-sufficient so they don't have to rely so much on the companies um and yeah if that doesn't you know uh, happen in the near future then we're probably going to see more teams struggle to keep up so uh yeah make sure you go out there support your local teams support your um support the clubs uh, any way you can and um, hopefully the clubs will work out uh, what they need to do to stay professional um, as well We also have another bit of news uh, the Brave Blossoms announcing their uh, warm-up games before the World Cup so basically their summer fixture list as they've called it for the D Challenge Cup um, I don't know if there actually is a cup involved in the challenge cup every year they've got a challenge cup they're playing a few different teams here those teams don't play each other so um i think it's just a name i could be wrong if you have the answer if you're somebody from the Libovitan d company um yeah come along if you don't know what Libovitan d is it's kind of like a mm, yeah uh energy syrup i think you drink it comes in a little bottle um it tastes pff, okay um Hashtag not sponsored (laughs) That would be a terrible sponsor if I was But anyway, sorry, rambling again Uh, We have the Japan 15 Uh, So not the Brave Blossoms But the Japan 15 playing the All Blacks 15 At Chichibunomiya on the 8th of July uh, Before the Brave Blossoms playing the All Blacks 15 um, In Kumamoto a week later on the 15th of July Then the following week, Brave Blossoms play Samoa in Hokkaido Before they take on Tonga in Osaka at Hanazono Rugby Stadium and lastly on the 5th of of August uh, the Brave Blossoms will be playing Fiji uh, apparently venue to be announced or to be confirmed so uh, five games there confirmed uh, for the Brave Blossoms oh sorry four for the Brave Blossoms one for the Japan 15 um, playing the All Blacks 15 so not the All Blacks per se but Hopefully you see a strong New Zealand team coming over for that before playing Samoa, Tonga and Fiji. So, um, a few good games for the Brave Blossoms. Um, that game in Sapporo, the Sapporo Dome one. Um, that one's, yeah, great stadium, great venue up there. I guess I should say. Um, and if I had to guess on where the Fiji game was going to be, uh, you could, yeah, possibly maybe one more in Tokyo. Um, or yeah, I mean, Kumamoto's in, uh, Kyushu so I don't know if they'd put another one in Oita um, but yeah who knows uh, it might not be done Maybe no, there might be just on what stadiums available and if that's the case then you'd think um, possibly the uh, national stadium that they made for the world uh, for the Olympics um, but yeah don't know if they would use that one for Fiji you'd think if they were gonna if they were able to get there then they'd have used that for the uh, All Blacks 15 fixture so um you know we just have to wait and see where that last one is but uh five weeks of um japan rugby on show after a few months after a uh, league one finishes so um it'll be perfect after you've had a bit of a decompress after the tough league one season you'll be able to enjoy some uh, Japan action. Hopefully a few young guys are coming kind up of putting their hands up in div one this season. We'll get opportunities at least in that Japan fifteen side. And now we'll see um a good competition for our spots come World Cup. But uh a fast podcast is a good podcast and we'll just get straight into Around, Around the grounds. grounds. This week, uh like I said at the start, a lot of interesting, interesting uh results. The first one First night game of the season. So, uh, we've started to have coming into March night fixtures, Friday night footy kicking off with the Yokohama Cannon Eagles against the Shizuoka Blue Revs. Cannon Eagles, uh, top four side going well this season. Blue Revs with only two wins, a draw and uh, three losses, four losses going into this fixture. So, um, money was on the Seagulls. But if you look at the for and against for the Blue revs they've only won two games, but their for and against is like minus one. So just shows how close uh, all the games have been that they've been in. The two games they won, and they got bonus points in both of those. So, um, yeah, they've definitely been in every game they've played. Uh, and this one was no different. Uh, started off uh, tight um, and stayed that way. It looked like partway through the first half when they scored, uh, we're going to just go on with it. But... Um, Blue Revs, they know how to stay in there. Ended up being 22 all. Uh, I think Blue roofs had a few early entry players, so players who are still technically uni students, but this is their fourth and final year, so. So they were able to come into the League One teams uh, from January this year and play. Uh, so we've had, I think, a winger and possibly the 10 from uh, Blue Roofs who early entry players. So a uh, young in Japan standard, still 22, 23. So, you know, veteran wingers if you're looking at uh, super rugby teams. But anyway, uh, they uh, played and, um, yeah, put the hand up. You know, uh, weren't too bad against a good Canon team. So Kennan um, didn't really get going, but I think that was just, because of uh, the physicality and tenacity that uh, that Blue Revs showed. So, yeah. Uh, don't know if in many people were picking a draw in that game. Certainly, uh, yeah, no one from our panel was picking a draw. But uh, Blue Revs are a team that can definitely stay in it. And, um, yeah, they showed it there. And then on Saturday, we had the Green Rockets NEC uh, hosting the Black Rams Tokyo. So, Black Rams uh, coming over with a strong 54-7 win. Um too strong for the green Rockets the black Rams are really uh coming into form they've uh had a few good scores the last few weeks and really uh, started to kick on so uh yeah good bonus point win for them we also had a good good win for uh, the toshiba brave lupus against uh Corby um the Steelers going down to the brave lupus 5112 so um yeah disappointing result for the Steelers but uh yeah great rugby from toshiba next we had Uh, Another real good game in terms of rugby, yeah, probably one of the best games of the round. We had the Wild Knights against uh, the Kubota Spears, so the first versus second clash. Uh, The two top teams from each conference playing each other, and um, yeah, ended up being 30 to 15 to the Wild Knights. It was pretty close our way through the game, but the Wild Knights showed their class. There were a few times when it looked like the Spears were gonna break uh, the Wild Knights and get back into the game, but they just, uh, yeah showed real steel in their uh, defence, and their armour, so uh, yeah, well done to them. Uh, and then next we had the mighty Dinobors going away to Hanazono to Osaka to play the uh, Hanazono Kintetsu Liners, both teams that went up from Division 2 last year, so uh, yeah, great mates off the field. Bit of a rivalry, uh, on the field and the Dynabulls. it was a uh, tight there for a second. They were losing partway through the second half, but came back to win 38 to 29. So, um, good win to get back on track for the Dynabulls after a few losses on the trot. Liners, and they got, you know, great wingers and Nora and Fafida scored, uh, good tries. They, um, created well. Uh, so they even got that strike. They're missing Quaid Cooper obviously and our uh, Waka Wanga, um their uh Japan international winger slash oh, sorry, lock slash uh six so um few guys who missing. Also uh simisi their uh, fullback all uh, missing so uh yeah still winless. Um but hopefully with a few of those guys it doesn't look like they're coming back in the near future. I think is actually at training now but uh looking at the match report listening to comments from uh the press conference after the game but um still a little while away apparently according to their coach so hopefully they get those guys uh somebody come back soon um and then lastly probably the biggest upset uh the santuri sanglaith went down to turda verblitz 27 20 a a top 14 this season uh, Toyota verblitz were until this result uh Bottom three. So, for thing is the first time that they've actually bet Santori in 12 seasons. So, really big, um, upset for them. Himeno obviously was uh, immense. And a shout out to former host of the podcast, Wu Tupo, who this year has converted to a six uh, after being a center slash wing slash fullback. So, already a utility and played for Japan at center and fullback. Um, but now, uh, yeah playing as a flanker and um yeah playing really well using his league tackling skills um i mean it's pretty handy to have that kind of size uh speed and also a left foot if you need it at six so um yeah well done to the verbalists and div two uh first game we had was the blue sharks against the d rocks the d rocks uh blowing shimmy's off the park 59 nil so big big score there uh basically solidifying their spot at number one in Div 2, and also had on Sunday, the Sea Waves playing host to Shoki Shuttles. Um, it's always a tough place to travel to Kamaishi, especially from uh, where Shoki are in Aichi. Bit of a way in a- and Kamaishi are, tend to play well at their home, but um, weren't quite good enough to beat uh f- third-placed Shoki, Shoki winning 44-38, so closer than I thought it was going to be, but... Um, in hindsight, looking at where it was played, uh, that probably was a bit of a factor in that score being tight. It was a very uh, attack-oriented game. Uh, yeah, not one for the uh, defence coaches to be too happy about, but uh, Shoki getting the win in the end. And then obviously, like I said, start uh, Hino defaulting all their games. So Honda uh, technically win, I guess, 14-0 against uh, Hino to stay in second. And then lastly, the Div 3 action. Two blowouts in this. had. Uh, Chugoku, denyoku, red reggae lines, the Chuden against Kuden, uh, game Kuden winning 50-19, to 19. uh, yeah, Kuden looking good this season, Div 3. And then, not surprisingly, the team that uh, voluntarily went down from Div 1 to Div 3, uh, is looking their strongest in that division, uh, winning 72-24 against, uh, the Sky Actives Hiroshima, so, Dokomo, our big score there against Mazda. Mazda were a team that got re- relegated from uh Div 2, but with only one win, six losses are so far. They're uh, bottom of the table in that league, so yeah, struggling. You don't normally see a team go down a division and then uh, be in the bottom of the table. But, yeah, they are uh struggling at the moment. Um Dokomo and Kudin are top of the table in Div 3, but Dokomo have a game in hand over Kudin, so I think, uh yeah, we'll see them stay at the top looking at the table in div one as well uh, the wild knights remain unbeaten 10 wins from 10 got a 7 point buffer against second in uh, the Spears, who uh, 8 wins 1 draw 1 loss now um, but yeah that top 4 is still pretty uh, set with uh, Santori and Cannon also in that but with Kubota and Santori losing and Cannon drawing um, does open up a little bit of opportunity for Toshiba to get back into that top four. It looked like they are down and out, but after a good win against Corbe, they're on 26 points, Uh just seven points behind our fourth. So still a little ways to go, but um, obviously with six games to go, anything can happen there. Uh, we got in sixth place, the Dinobos, uh like I said, with another win on the board, uh, but they're only one point ahead of the Black Rams and Corbe, who are... Only one point ahead of uh, the Verblitz, who are one point ahead of the Blue Revs in 10th place. So three points uh, between 6th and 10th. And 10th is that last relegation spot, so really, really tight. Can't read what's going to happen there at all yet. And then uh, lastly, we've got the Green Rockets with nine points in 11th. And uh, the Liners stuck on one point um, in 12th. So it's looking pretty uh, certain that the Liners will be in that. Uh, relegation uh, battle in that relegation game with the green rockets not too sure about that last uh, spot yet so there's a lot to play for for a lot of lot of teams um then quickly i've done this in a very weird order but uh, div 2 their standings you got the d rocks are uh, first with seven wins from seven uh 33 points second you got honda heat who we just got that one loss against the D-Rocks, so once we have their next game between the D-Rocks and Honda Heat, we'll uh, really be able to solidify who's going to be where in terms of positioning. Um, you got Shoki Shuttles in at third, they are 11 points behind uh, second, so it's looking for three games to go before they go into their playoffs, uh, first and second. Uh, looking a bit out of reach for Shoki, but um, I mean, with this league, the interesting and Slightly baffling way they do it uh, for Div 2 and Div 3 is after they play 10 rounds, the top three teams play each other again. And then if you win that comps so of if uh, after being, well, at the moment, they're already 11 points behind second, but if they beat Honda and the Drox in the playoff uh, games, then they'll suddenly become first. So, um, yeah, all to play for in those playoff games. Uh, and then we have the Blue Sharks, another nine points behind Shukki. Um Yeah, struggling a little bit there Uh, and then the red dolphins are on seven points they're obviously not going to move up from there but they're still ahead of the sea waves who are bottom of the table but regardless of if they do play the red dolphins again and win by default um, they'll definitely win the playoff games that I was talking about earlier by default so uh, red dolphins are confirmed to be sixth at the end of the playoff regardless Um, and yeah yeah Always becomes very long-winded when I chat by myself. There's no one there to stop me. Um, but that is the uh, the reviews of Divs 1, 2 and 3. Very quickly, going through the previews, we've got uh, in Div 1, the Black Rams playing Corbett on Friday Night Footy. Uh, on Saturday, you've got the replay of last year's final, Santuri playing host to the Wild Knights at 2pm on Saturday. Uh, that will be a goodie. Santodi struggling a little bit, but they always uh, tend to get up and try and uh, play well against the Wild Knights who have gotten them the last few years, so it'll be interesting to see who wins that battle. Then at 2.30, we have the Shizuoka Blue Revs playing the Kuputa Spears. The Spears will be looking to bounce back after a loss to the Wild Knights, first loss of the season, and the Blue Revs will be looking to kick on after a good draw against Cannon. Uh, Next, you have the Kintetsu Liners playing host to Toyota Verblitz. Niners we looking to get their first win of the season, Turda, After their first win in 12 seasons against uh, Sunturi, we're hoping that they'll kickstart their season. Uh, we have the Green Rockets playing host to Toshiba. Uh, Toshiba, I think, are looking very strong, looking too strong in that. Um, So it could possibly be a one-way score there. And then uh, lastly, rounding out, we've got the Kanagawa Derby, or Derby. The Dinobores playing host to Yokohama Cannon Eagles at Gion Stadium in Asagamihara. So, uh, I think we am looking like there's going to be a b- very big crowd there. Um, a lot of people from Kanagawa looking to show their support for the two local teams. So, hopefully, um, it's a great match. The last time they played at that stadium was the 50th anniversary for the Dinobores. Um, was a preseason game. So, can't read too much into the result, but it, that was a nine, I think it was 19 all or it was a draw. Anyway, so um yeah, tight game there, so hopefully see a good game of footy. There is odd around out div one. Round eight of div two sees uh Shukki getting their default win against the Hino Red Dolphins. You got Kamaishi Sea Waves playing host to the D Rocks. Uh so another game at Kamaishi, the D Rocks having to travel up there. I think D Rocks will be too strong. Regardless, uh, and then we got Honda Heat against uh, the Shimizu Blue Sharks, and I think Honda uh, at home as well in Miyah. Will be a uh, two strong for Shoki. Then I see the two games in Div Three. We have the Chugoku Denyoku Red Regi Lions uh, against the Sky Actives Hiroshima. So that one, that game's played in Hiroshima at derby of sorts. um And yeah, the two teams at the bottom of Div Three at the moment. So both teams will be looking to get a good result there, and. Uh, try and make a late push into that top three um, obviously only five teams in div three so more than half the teams will have a promotion relegation chance um so yeah they'll be looking to get into a stronger position on the table there and then last game of the round we do against kurita Watagash at two thirty on sunday uh, to round out div three so another good week of fixtures ahead for us uh lastly um again get a few questions uh every week from and listeners from our community so just wanted to quickly uh talk about those uh one of them we got was about Hino and what's happening so so i uh i use that as part of the uh news you said uh Christian asking if i can interview a ref uh since we talked about the riffs on a previous um q a where most of them are amateur there's about four pro refs in div one so they can really focus on rugby every day all the other refs that you see are amateurs so they work nine to five monday to friday and then they go in so yeah i think uh you know that would definitely lead to them not to not seeing rugby every day not uh being able to review it as much as you want uh is probably one factor in some of the interesting officiating that you see it's not the lack of work that those refs are doing. I think it's just a lack of time there. So we um, would really like to hope that with the league become more and more professional, the referees follow suit and the league can sort out a way to make them more professional or make it so they can focus more on uh, rugby. Another question we had, uh, who do you think would be dark horses to make the Japan uh, side? So any debutants? Um, There's a lot of uh, players putting their hand up. For that, I think, um, you've seen a few of the teams like the Verblitz who've had quite a few, uh, Japan internationals struggle with results, which, um, obviously doesn't determine that those guys aren't going to get back into Japan to so side. You definitely see guys like Himeno back in there. They've uh, got their front rowers who, a few of whom have uh, played for Japan as well in the past. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, quite hard to say what Jamie's thinking. You will probably have to see what Happens in those warm up games that talked about the start of the episode as well. Um, but you have seen those uh, young players come through uh, recently. Uh, we've got a few of the Dynaboys who are coming through. Um, like uh, Sakamoto, flanker, who joined us last season, who has uh, been starting at seven for us this season, so he's already, uh you know, put his hand up, made in the zone. Uh, we've had a young hooker and Miyazato come through after a few years uh, behind uh, the veteran Yasue. So, you know, there's a few younger players from a lot of the teams come up those are uh, yeah the wingers japanese wingers in kubota you know looking strong santori always uh produce a lot of uh japan internationals as do pana who you know looking as strong as ever so uh, yeah i think um there's a lot of uh potential options for jamie to choose and just be interesting to see how the uh, players go here for the rest of the season and in those warm-up games so so basically uh didn't answer that, basically answer that like how any of you could have answered it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Also had a interesting question. Uh, what does a translator do on match day? Um, so yeah, that's probably one that I'm more qualified to answer as a translator. Um, so, uh, with rugby, you have the head coach and most of the coaching staff are in a box, in the coach's box, uh, looking at the game from the, stands uh, and then you have two players slash coaches slash staff on water who run out and give water to the players uh, on stoppages Uh, those guys are connected with radio so uh, normally you have one person who can speak both english and japanese so a translator or a coach who can speak both on water uh, so you can translate between the players and those breaks if he needs to and uh, someone who can also uh, relay those messages from the coaches to the players and then you also uh need a translator in the box if you have a mixed uh, coaching staff with both japanese and foreign coaches um so yeah for the dinables i'm in the coaches box just uh standing yeah behind the coaches if there's messages that need to go down um basically just translate those so pretty much just do what you normally do every day just uh during games. so if there's you know interchanges substitutions then normally those you can you know do without a translation because it's names um which sound the same in english and japanese but yeah long story short uh basically just um using the radios to translate what's happening if there's any injury reports or anything from the medics they come up translate that uh to the coaches and yeah just uh basically make sure all the messages get across and then um, after the game just have press conferences and media things so if uh you got a foreign a co- head coach or foreign captain, then you go into the press conference. If any players are asked to do any media things after the game, then uh, translate for them and, yeah, rinse and repeat. But thank you for the question. Uh, and then lastly, who has uh, been the most uh, informal, impressive player for you so far in League 1? And I think I'll stay away from Dynamos players because, uh, you know, of the bias. Um, yeah, one, I mean, you saw it in the Friday night game on the weekend. But uh, I think Cogger Smith has been the most influential in a struggling blue ref side. He's just been, uh, yeah, immense. I think he's won, you know, a billion uh, Man of the Match awards this year. Um, And, you know, they've only won two games. So he won it on the weekend, probably won it in that uh, game where we drew against him as well. So, um, yeah, he's been uh, very, very immense for them. And, uh, yeah, obviously, been a few others, but he's the one um, that if you're looking at all the teams and just see yeah, all the influences on games and you'd have to think he's a uh, you know in the running for mvp but uh, yeah i don't know not in japan it will probably just be picked from whoever's won the uh, won the comp that year so yeah it would be a wait and see but i think um yeah if i was going to pick someone now mvp um then it would not be mr smith who has been yeah just looks like he really really suits on um, japanese rugby and um yeah the blue rivers are getting the most out of him. so uh yeah, thanks for listening, again, guys. Um, sorry, it's uh, another solo one with just Doug. Um, we'll get H and hopefully another guest on next week. Uh, like I said it's a bit busy, pointy end of the season, but um, yeah. Hopefully, if you have any more questions, uh, if there's anything else you want to know about the Japan Rugby League One season or Japan Rugby in general, make sure you uh message through on Instagram or uh, Twitter. I don't really know how Twitter works so I think I've got like three followers on Twitter so um, Instagram's definitely the way to go or email um, on japan rugbyweekly at gmail.com I think um, but yeah rugby I think this week was definitely the winner with a few good results um, but next one a few of those games has a game of two halves and full credit to all the teams in Div 2 Div 3 who are now playing in basically five team comps so um, come back to good as Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW Podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro Checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats, I'll talk to you next week.